Welcome to Bundesliga Recap. I'll be recapping match day one, which had a lot of action, including the first game, which did bring a lot of drama with a lot of goals. Bayern dominate, completely trash Frankfurt 6-1. In a game that was hyped up to be and did have some promise to be a good game, but overall, it was start-to-finish dominance from Bayern. Uh, Kimmich right from the fifth minute. And this one's caused like a little bit of a lot of people were hating on Kevin Trapp, and I, I mean, he did get it completely wrong on this first goal. First of all, it was a free kick with it was a it was a long ways out, a long ways out. But what happened was, uh, the wall wasn't set. There's was only one man on the wall. It was Philip Kostic. He wasn't blocking the near post, and then Kimmich just went for it. Trapp was so far off his line, and uh to the far post of his goal that he wasn't even close to covering it. Kimmich puts it in off the post, and it was a brilliant, brilliant goal and a w- great way to start the game off. Then Pavard in the 11th minute gets a goal. Mane in the 29th minute. Musiala in the 35th and 83rd. Gnabry in the 43rd. So they were 5 nothing up. Um, uh, Frankfurt do get one back. Um um, help with uh, Rondel Kolomanawi, a uh, 23-year-old French striker that they have recently acquired from uh, Nantes. But he looked very good. He was one of the, like one of the only bright spots I'd really say Frankfurt had overall. Gota didn't look bad, and Knauf again, brilliant player, still on loan for Dortmund. But he had a, he was another bright spot for this team. But it's the same people for Bayern. It's the same people, and they do it again. If you, I mean, here's a big talking talking point that I want to like. I it has been thrown about a bit, but like, people were wondering where the goals would come from. Well, the answer is they don't completely need Robert Lewandowski at least in this game because last season he scored a he scored a believe me he scored thirty five goals, crazy amount. But it's six one. And the goals have just come from everyone in the line. Muller's got two assists. He didn't even get a goal. Kimmich got a goal. Mane got a goal. Gnabry got a goal. Musiala's got two. Pavard's got one. Sané's got an assist. Gnabry had an assist as well. So they came from all over. It was a 4-4-2-ish. There was a lot of movement, though. Muller played more towards the right. Musiala on the left. But it's very fluid. And it, it was more of a 4-2-2-2, just because it was Kimmich and Sabitzer uh, hanging back, and then Muller and uh, uh, Musiala were the next, and then the top two were Gnabry and Mane. So it's it's a very interesting formation, but it really it really worked in this game. And then when you can bring off the bench, Grabenberch, Sané, uh, Matthias Tell, uh, Mazarawi, Dalek. Like, that's, that's a really, really formidable bench, and they're so deep right now. I don't see anyone challenging Bayern. Uh, looking at this from the perspective of the title race, and I don't want to say it's – I don't think it's – I think it's too soon. A lot of people are saying Bayern's got the title. Now, I do think Bayern will win it, and I think this pretty much proves that they're untouchable, at least for this season. I'm not going to call it off now, but it it, it is looking like it's going to be a – pretty pretty tough for anyone else to win the Bundesliga especially with this performance now talking about looking at this for a Frankfurt side which I've seen almost no one do everyone's talking about how Byron played well Frankfurt had a lot of struggles in this game particularly in that first half second half they were better 
Um, the only reason why they got their goal was from Neuer. He had uh, made an error, but he's trying to be too cute. But I think I think what but really struggled for uh, Frankfurt. Their back line didn't look cohesive. They were out of positionings. Um, they were they were giving the ball away quite often, and it, it just looked sloppy. It looked like a team playing preseason. And I know at first met game, it was like a team playing their first game of the season and a team who weren't. And that the weren't Bayern just looked like they were ready for anything that Frankfurt could throw at them. And I don't know if that's just better preparing, maybe the the coaching level, but it was just it was a different class from Bayern. Looking at um, the uh, games on Saturday, Augsburg lose 4 0 to Freiburg. Wow, this was a game that I thought could be close, and I thought Augsburg could show that they, they're a good team, but it really wasn't. And this game, start to finish, it looks like it was a Freiburg uh, special. Although, to be fair, the first half was pretty even. Um, Augsburg even had a few better chances. But once it was to the second half, man, the game got out of hand quick. 46-minute, Gregorich gets his goal against his former team, Augsburg. He gets another assist later, and that was a that was really key. Last season, I'll read his stats. He had decent stats last season. He had fit. He had nine goals and zero assists. He's already gotten an assist. His his the most goals he's ever scored in a Bundesliga calendar is thirteen. I think he'll break it this season. He's already got a goal, but this attack from Freiburg is looking insane. Ritsu Duan. Who's just who scored um in Freiburg's cup match uh two, and he's looking he looked amazing uh last season he got eight goals one assist in the another one's Eredivisie even though he did, he didn't play the whole season um but he had five goals two assists in his last Bundesliga season but looking at it this way that he is going to be a threat he's twenty four years old and he's got a goal he looked outstanding in my opinion and him and Grifo on either way by the way if you have time and it only take a few minutes but go look at the Grifo goal it was a free kick and it was I can't even do it justice in words it it's it's a really pretty goal and my vote for the goal of the week by far could be one of the goals of the season I mean it, it was amazing uh Augsburg they just looked dull just dull it they, they had they had even a little bit more possession than five but it just didn't go anywhere. No real threat. No bright spot. No no person really taking this game over. And it, it could be a real struggle for this Augsburg team if no one steps up. Because Greg Rich was their top scorer last year, and now he's gotten the goal and assist against them. So that just shows you my opinion on Augsburg. And I think they're going to be right where they were last season in that battle for relegation. Boca, Mainz. Mainz get two against uh, Boca, and both of them come from Ansiwu. Um, the first half was a neat, really even game, back and forth. It was 1-1 at that point, and then Ansiwu gets the uh, late winner in the 77th minute. But, I mean, the right side link-up play, Stock and Fernandez both get assists uh, to Ansiwu's goals, but I th- I think he's he's going to have a good good year if this continues. But, okay, so looking at it, the shots, Boca, 16 shots. 10 of them were on target, 3 of them were blocked, and 3 of them were were on target. 
Mines, who had 13 shots, uh, two were blocked, five off target, six on target. That's the difference. It's Mines' quality of chances were better, and it wasn't even close. Bochum did miss a big chance, but, I mean, Mines really, really did uh, their best chances. They had a lot better chances, I would say, overall, and that's shown in the XG, which they uh, win, which they have more than uh, Bochum. Gladbach, Hoffenheim, 3-1. This was a game that really looked uh, like this game This game on paper looks like it could be close. And then looking at it, mm, Hoffenheim had two shots. One of them was on target. One of them wasn't. One of That one is a goal. So looking at it, this was a complete out class from Gladbach. And this is a Gladbach I thought we'd get last season. Like looking at it, Absolutely difference, major difference from last season. And here's my keys to the season for them: where can they get Marcus Duram and Alsanya Plie involved, and can they be and can they be dangerous? Well, they've answered they've answered that question as far as week one. Plie's got two assists, Marcus Duram's got a goal. So if they can get those two firing, then the season will go well. Benza Baimi gets a goal. Um, Center back Nico Aldevi gets a goal. Um, Iga Tara, the Manchester City transfer, uh, gets an assist. So their back line played relatively well. Uh, but the big change happened in the sixth, in the, uh, in the I believe, the 19th minute. And this is just so dumb. If I mean, if you have time, you could watch it. It's, it's kind of hilarious, actually. Posh, seven posh, center back, 15th minute. Gets a yellow card. 17th minute, gets another decently hardish foul. 19th minute, decides to another take out another player. Mistime challenge. Easy, easy red. Easy second yellow for red. I mean, so, so, so dumb. Just reckless for four minutes, and he's costed his team this game. They never really looked comfortable. They never really looked like they could get back into it. They were winning, but it was short-lived. And once... uh. And once there was space found, I mean, it was just domination for uh, Gladbach through the entire rest of the game. And, I mean, it really cost them. Stefan Posh really, really hurt them there. And then, looking at this game, going to another team, that uh, another 3-1 game, Union, in the Berlin Derby, beat Hertha Berlin 3-1. And it was, again, doesn't look close at all. And, he, I mean, look, okay, if you look at this lineups... You can just see the quality difference. I mean, the sh- three strikers are Maloida, Selka, and Luca Bacchio versus Geraldo Becker and and Jordan Sibichu. The obviously uh, Union's uh, forward line is better, and if you look into the midfield, it's even bigger of a gap. And I mean, if you look at it, it it's it's just it's not even close. It's really not even close. And it's, I mean, it's not good for um, Hertha Berlin at all. In the 32nd minute, Sibichu scores, I mean, off of a really, really tight angle from um, the header. But, I mean, it was it was a very nice header. Indeed, it was a glancing one. But, I mean, Una didn't have the best of chances. Like, the only, they only really had two major chances. They put one of them away, which was Charlotte Becker's uh, goal in the 50th minute. And then Noch gets a goal in the uh, 54th. 
That was assisted by Christopher Trimble. But the goal that uh, PFOS scores is assisted by, uh, assisted by Shardell Becker. And this is what I'm saying. This could be a really dangerous strike partnership. A golden assist uh, for Becker and a goal for Sibichu. So if Sibichu and Becker can be form a really strong partnership, which they can because Becker was a very strong partner to Taiwan Awonyi, and Pifok and Awonyi have a lot of the same skills. Uh, or, I mean, sorry, he did change his name back to Sibichu. But Sibichu, he's he's six foot three, built too. He's not he's not skinny. And uh, he, I mean, that's pretty much the exact build Taiwan Awonyi has. He's got some of the same skill set too. So he had a very nice season last season, like 22 goals in the Swiss League. And he's already translated and got a goal. So that's a really, really positive sign for Union. Hertha are in a lot of trouble. And I see this is because I don't really see any bright spots. Luka Bakio is one of their only good players. I see it. Swat Serdar wasn't bad in this game either. So I give him credit too. Jovatic gets an assist. But, I mean, he's just, uh, he's so untrustworthy and inconsistent. He didn't provide much last season. So really... It's 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 gonna be tough for Hertha to find goals. I said Zelka could could be key for them if he can score, and he didn't do anything in this match. So it's gonna be really tough to see where these goals come from this season. But we'll see. It's gonna be interesting for a Hertha perspective. Their fans got to be really disappointed, at least so far. Wolfsburg two, Bremen two. This was a fun game to watch. The Expected goals, I mean, they didn't have the greatest of chances, but there was two two goals apiece. It was a really even game overall. Possession did favor uh, Wolfsburg, but they didn't really look too much. Uh, they didn't do a whole ton with it, although they did have two goals. Roughly from the same spot on the right side, Lucas Nementia opened the scoring in the 11th minute. Fulkrug uh, in, the 20, uh, in the 21st minute. Equalize from a long range shot, and then um, and then Bittencourt two minutes later gave Vitterbrem the lead, and then it was a late equalizer for Wolfsburg. Julavungi scores off the uh, off the bench, so that was a good that was a good response for Wolfsburg. But at home, they they really got to be looking to win these games, especially for a team that just came up first game back from the second Bundesliga. So a little bit disappointing, I'd say, for Wolfsburg. They did have a few bright spots. Vimmer was good. Nementia gets a golden assist. Vimmer gets an assist. Joseph Gigovdi, center defensive midfielder, 31 years old, comes in, gets a goal, so that's big. He came in for Sanderberg, so he Sanderberg did, didn't have a very good game, to be fair. LaCroix didn't have a good game. Bernal, as the center back, did, so... Not bad for him, but Omar Marmouche, who looked so good in the cup game, was kind of absent in this game. So, interesting from that perspective. But I would say it's actually really positive for uh, Werder Bremen in the fact that they've got a decent partnership up top in the same way. I mean, not the same, they're not obviously the same partnership as uh, Unions, but they have the same shape in terms of 3 5 2. And the two forwards, uh, one gets an assist, one gets a goal. Uh, Dusch gets the assist, and uh, Fulkru gets the goal. So, it was very good um, from this team. But, I mean, it's, it's going to be very, very interesting, in my opinion, to see how um, 
how that partnership goes. Bittencore, can he find more goals? So they've got a lot of talent, and they they've kept most of their squad from uh from Bundesliga two. But Marcus Friedel, oh my gosh. I mean, he's been amazing. I mean, really, really good in this game. And was very, very good last season. So, with him at the back, that's a huge, huge plus. So, that's that's another really good thing. Uh, Werner Bremen fans have to look forward to to watch him play. Talking about one great center back to another, uh, or performance at least, Dortmund's performance in this game was good. But Schlotterbeck has got people talking about him a lot. I mean, he looked dominant in this game, and it really shows why uh, Dortmund wanted him so bad. He's only 22 years old. Think of that. He's 22 years old, and he plays like that. I mean, what a player. What a player. Him and Hummels were a good uh, center back partnership. So that was that was very good overall. Looking at it this way, though, it wasn't the greatest performance from Dortmund. Uh, Adeyemi goes off injured. I think he'll be back, and I think he'll be fine, so that should be good. It, he shouldn't be out for too long, at least. Um, he was so good. And, I mean, it is Royce's goal in the 10th minute, but, I mean, it's really created by Adeyemi. He hits the ball uh, across the goal. It kind of bumbles on the goal line a little bit, and then Royce pokes it in. But, I mean, really, it was Adeyemi mainly who scored that one, in my opinion. I mean, it's still debated if the ball was over the line before Royce touched it. But, I mean, overall, if you look at it, this was a really, really good game for Dortmund overall. They had a lot of uh, people playing very well, and Makuku was not the greatest up top. But, I mean... Hazard came in early for that Eddie Amy replacement in the 23rd minute, and he was good. But oh, another red card in this, and it was later in the game, Lucas Herdeski in the 90-plus second minute. And, I mean, it, it wasn't good. But what we did get to see was a field player going goal, and that's always fun. Tapsoba goes in goal, but, I mean, he didn't have to make any saves, so, I mean, that wasn't as fun. But at least there was an outfielder going in goal. That always makes it interesting. But, uh, I mean, it was a. Hodeski does get the red card there. It was quite a few, actually, red cards in this Bundesliga match day. But if you look at it overall, it was a good quality from the game. If Like, if you wanted to watch a good quality game, it was 1 0. Like, there wasn't a whole ton of excitement, and the goal came early. But it was. there. You could, you could see that these are two of the best teams in the German Bundesliga, and that was pretty clear. Uh. I mean, Leverkusen did look a little flat up top. There wasn't a whole dynamics. Daivi did make some good runs. He dribbled pretty well, too. Schick just he just didn't look like himself. There wasn't enough service coming from him. Bellerbibi did not look good. And there just wasn't much difference overall through this team. There wasn't a lot of dynamic. So it just didn't look great from Leverkusen overall. And a really good three points for Dortmund. Another good, another team is very happy with the points. They got Stuttgart at home versus Leip- Leipzig, and they get a one-one draw, and this is huge. After going eight down in the eighth minute for Stuttgart, their fans have got to be thinking this is going to be tough. But it, wa- I mean, it was. But Ahmed, uh, in the thirty-first minute, scores on his debut, and I mean, he couldn't be happier. 
or actually, sorry, not as Bundesliga debut. He did play a little bit last season and a little bit the season before, but really hasn't played a whole ton. But really, in his first uh, big match, scores, and I mean, it was it was a really good uh, goal, team goal. Klasnich gets the assist, and uh, it's looking like a decent team overall that they have. They do have a lot of veterans and uh, young players as well. Klasnich, Tomas, Mutumbu along with um, Anton, Monfropanos, Larry Muller. So they've got a good balance there. But looking at this from a Leipzig perspective, oh, no, this is not what you want. This is really, really not what you want. It's a good point for Stuttgart, but if you're looking at for Leipzig, this is not what you want at all. You want three points from this. You need to be more lethal, especially. They had nine shots on target, and only one of them's gone in. That's disappointing. And Stuttgart's hit the post, too. So, or hit the woodwork. So that, I mean, that's, it's, it's disappointing. 28 shots from Leipzig. And, and I mean, they've had, they had other chances too, like better chances. So, I mean, disappointing. They had 68% of the possession. So Stuttgart did have some effective counters. So that was good to see for them, especially as that's how they'll probably be playing for the rest of the season. Cologne, 3-1 victors over Schalke. I mean, this was a really good performance for Cologne. And I mean, dominant performance. If you look at any stat, it will tell you 75% possession, 4.25 expected goals, 12 shots on target, 32 shots. And I mean, when you want dominance, this is exactly what you want. I mean, it, you can't get more dominant than this. You physically can't get more dominant than this. And I mean, it, it got to a point where it was ridiculous. I mean, this is an embarrassing performance from Schalke. They get a goal in the 70. Uh, and actually, they did have a little bit of life. It was in the 49th minute. Killian got his goal. Kynes gets the goal in the uh, in the 62nd. And Lubicic gets a goal in the 80th minute. And I mean, it was a it was really interesting to see how that goes. But oh, and then looking at it this way, there was also a goal, um, the opening goal that could have happened. Um, Rodrigo Zalazar had a goal that I think really should have counted. I really don't understand why it was marked off. And I think there's a lot of people. Uh, and it was a VAR decision because of offsides. But, I mean, I don't think he was impeding the, go- the goalkeeper at all. So I really don't understand why that was marked off. Dominic Kressler in the 35th minute got a red card. So that really did put Schalke off. But even with 10 men, that's still un- cause that's not excusable performance. That was really disappointing. So. Not a good start for Schalke's uh, return to the Bundesliga. We'll see, though. And then I would like to talk about one more thing before we go, because that was the last game. But here's huge, huge, huge news. And there's some been some big transfers. So Jürgen Elkamp leaves Hertha Berlin. So that's a big loss from Hertha. Uh, Schalke... Grab center forward Jonathan, uh, Jordan Larson. So he could be a decent, uh, he could have some decent impact. Adadio Lukman leaves Atalanta, or go, leaves Leipzig for Atalanta. Uh, Eduardo uh, Quaresman uh, goes to Hoffenheim. Uh, he's a young center back at 20 years old. So that could, maybe he'll make an impact as Hoffenheim could use some center backs. And then looking at it, looking at some other transfers that have happened that are huge. Angelino goes from Leipzig to Hoffenheim on loan. So that's a big, big uh, 
get for Hoffenheim, especially on their uh, left-hand side as they lose Realm. Uh, they play uh, Robert Skulf from Denmark. Kind of is in his position. He gets a goal, so that was that was good for him if he wants to keep that starting role. But I don't think he can. I don't think he can hold off Angelino. Just look with the quality he has and the quality she's definitely shown from uh, Leipzig. So then, and then the and then the biggest and really really sad one for me at least. Uh, it was. It's a little bit sad just because I really enjoyed Modeste at Cologne, and I talked about him a lot. I mean, if you just his stats last season: twenty goals, three assists. He didn't play for Cologne this uh, this match day because he's going to Dortmund. He's going to Dortmund for uh, three point six million, so not a lot at all, or five point six million. Excuse me, not at all, not a lot at all. It was really disappointing. Uh, for me, but it makes a lot of sense from a Dortmund perspective. So they're not going to have uh, Halar for a long time, probably even maybe not the whole seat. Maybe they won't even get to see him this season. So that's really disappointing. And then Anthony Modest can provide a lot of cover for him for very, very cheap at only $5.6 million. And he And there's a lot of people who are questioning this, but if you look at his stats, 20 goals last season, I mean that could really that that will really change a season around, especially if he can do that for Dortmund, which will have a lot more chances than he did at Cologne. So Jean Paul Buis uh, goes to Hertha from Mainz, but then the two bigger ones, uh, Benjamin Sesko, he goes from Salzburg to Leipzig for ten million. Uh, he won't join Leipzig until the next season, though. Center forward. It doesn't make a whole sense. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me. I mean, I really don't understand why. But I, I, he's 19 years old. I just don't understand why they would go so hard for him. Especially now, they just have so much talent already. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense to go for the Slovenian 19-year-old. But, I mean, we'll see. The do the smart business, I think, they do make is they bring in Timo Werner. Uh, they bring him in for $23 million. Uh, And he, he has a little bit of a hamstring injury right now we'll see how I think he can return right away though he should be able to perform for uh Leipzig he's it was only 23 million so that wasn't that's not bad at all especially they sold him for a lot more to Chelsea for to Chelsea for a lot more so we'll see how he returns to Leipzig it is on a permanent basis there is no loan so he is now a Leipzig player and that is huge huge for Leipzig. Um, they, ha- I mean, if you read off their uh, attackers, they have quite a few, and they- they're high high quality. They've got Silva and Cuckoo as their- two of their players. Then you've got um, David Ramu plays on the outside, but they have Slobberslai, um, Emils Forsberg, Josef Paulsen. So they have a lot of players, but I think Andre Silva and Cuckoo um, the, and Omo are also there, but Nkuku, Slobberslai, and, um, Silva are the main, like, main three, I would say, but I think so- Andre Silva hasn't proven himself that much. He didn't get a goal last game, uh, for Leipzig. He only had 11 last season, so he wasn't that great, and especially since, um, Werner can play up top, I think he could really fit in well up top, and it could be an Nkuku, uh, 
Werner, Slubber Slide, that's a really dangerous th- trio. So, just some update on those big transfers. Uh, we'll see how they pan out. Can they make real distant, uh, differences for those clubs? But thank you for listening. That recaps Match Day 1, an exciting Match Day that it was. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. Bye.